Welcome to the Epiphany Movement podcast. To learn more about the Epiphany Movement, visit us online at epiphanymovement.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Drake Nelson and is a continuation of the series, Pillars. We're so glad to see you. Today's sermon is called Five Chairs and Four Tips. I think um, God has a word for us today, Five Chairs, Four Tips. But let's go to the Word in prayer, and then we'll get started. God, thank you for everything that you've given us. Thank you for letting us be here today. I pray that you speak. I pray that you move. Give me, like, clean ears, clean eyes so that I can hear, that I can talk good um, about what you want me to say, God. We love you, and we thank you. In your name I pray, amen and amen. So this week, we actually, um, th- we, we, me and Kat went to a marriage conference in Birmingham, Alabama. We left out on Thursday night. Please, somebody throw something at me. You say, you're our preacher, and you're that dumb? There's, that's, just, that's dumb. I'm not going to say stupid in church. That's just dumb, okay? Like, that was like... It's stupid. All right, there we go. I'm telling you. But we went, and we went up there, and their pastor was, um, uh, the, the speaker at the marriage conference, babe, was, was Craig Groeschel. I don't know if you've ever he- heard of Craig Groeschel and Amy Groeschel. They are the pastor. He is the pastor at the largest church in the world. So it was an amazing conference. We really enjoyed it. But before the conference was coming, Miss Amy, we decided that we was going to, like, get our best, you know, um, by the way, I realized that I kind of like gained, when I put the suit on this morning, I realized how you like gained more weight this winter than I, than I thought I had. So anyways, um, so we decided we're going to put our best foot forward and we're going to be like, you know what, we're going to get everything ready. And so we decided that we're going to do a small group with Will Lee, which um, he's come here before, and Dee, which is the one that came and spoke, um, read the scripture in like Afrikaans that one day. And so we decided we was going to get in a small group with them. And so we get in the small group, we're going with their parents so it was like we're going to be you know we're going to be at the marriage conference and our best we're going to be taking leaps we're going to be all right so we decided we're going to get in this small group and we begin our small group and the first question that we was going to ask with Willie and Dee was this what is the best thing about your spouse what's the best thing about your your partner and so you know obviously Kat looks at me and was like well you're just gorgeous and you know you're amazing and you're just a perfect you're the perfect match I've never found anybody better for you in my life you're just awesome Dre I can't I can't think of anything better <laughs> she didn't say that <laughs> and so I turn around and tell Kat and I'm like well you know what's the best thing about you well you're just gorgeous and you, there's nothing else better for in my life you just you complete me you know I mean marriage you're just perfect so then the question is live well what is if you could change one thing about your spouse what would that be so I'm like We'll lead you. Y'all go first. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all do this one. And so they kind of say something. You know, they're really good. Seriously, you know. And then so I, I when, when it's our turn to speak, I decided that I'm going to go ahead and get out in front of this. And I'm just going to like, like I'm going to stop this train before it just snowballs. And so I'm going to speak first. And so, you know, what did you say, Drake? What's one thing about your spouse that you would change? And so I say, well, you're just gorgeous, and you're just perfect, and you complete me, and you're just amazing, and all this. And, and she says, like, really, Drake, what's one thing that you would change? I'm like, oh, there's nothing, you know. And so then it's her turn to go. And, and so she kind of, you, you never want this answer, by the way, Miss Amy. You never want. 
<laughs> but that's what I got. <sighs> I'm like, oh boy. I was like, okay, give it to me straight. Like, really, I'll work on it this next week before we go to the marriage conference, and, and I want to get better. What would you say? What's one thing that you would say that you, I, I, I could do better? And she says, well, I wish you would listen to me, Drake. Listen with your face, you know, like, like actually listen. And not only do I wish you would listen to me, Drake, I wish you would respond. Because I would just nod, 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 nod. I like talk your head off, Drake. And I'm like, yes, I know, babe. And then you know what your response is? I was like, what's my response? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, have you ever sent somebody a, a 17 paragraph message and you get back an emoji? Like, I want to punch you in the throat, like karate chop. She's like, that's what I feel like with you. I want you to respond. I want you to learn to listen to me, Drake. And so I've been working on that. But I also want to say, how do we, as Christians, how do we listen to God? Because we're talking a little bit about discipleship today. But before we, like, really dive into discipling others, we first have to learn, hey, we need to be discipled too. And we need to listen to God. And so how do we do that? How do we hear from God. So the message today is called Five Chairs, Four Tips. Each chair will represent a way that we hear from God and that we listen to God. All right. So chair number one, if you have your journal, if you have your notes, write this down um, or don't write it down. You know, you have a photographic memory. All right. Well, that's awesome too. Chair number one is that we need to be rooted in the Word of God. We need to be rooted in the Word of God. How do we hear from God? Number one, I would say this. Thank you so much for giving me a little head nod. I just kind of look to Mr. Donnie every now and then because, like, I know that, like, like Mr. Donnie's going to give me a little head nod and the Miss Cindy Ship, she's always going to, like, smile at me real big. So I just kind of, like, bounce back and forth, you know, motivation. Rooted in the Word of God. Uh, everybody else does, too. You know, I just, I don't know. Mr. Donnie's just so handsome. And rooted in the Word of God. Let me say it like this. All right, those of us who hear God's Word best, best know the Word of God. Those of us who hear God's Word best, voice best, best hear the Word of God. Because when we say, well, I've heard from God, we mean a whole lot differently. Like, I heard my phone ring, or I heard Miss Leanna speak this morning, or I heard uh, Miss Melanie play. Like, we mean something totally different, don't we? When we say we heard from God, it's totally different. So what is that like? Well, number one, be rooted in the Word of God. Those who best know the Word of God will best hear God's voice. Let me say it a different way. Those who hear God's Word best know God's Word most. Psalms 1 says it like this. It says, Blessed are those who do not walk in the way of wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight, they delight in the law of the Lord. For they are meditating on it day and night and are like a tree planted by the water, bearing uh, much fruit each season. For their leaves will net. Mm, I, I, I knew I was going to mess up. Their leaves will never wither. I mean, try saying that like three times fast. Leaves never. Li, leaves, ne, leaves never wither. Leaves never. Ah, that's so hard to say. Okay, their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. And so you read that, and you're like, okay. You want me to meditate on the word of God at at, at night? How do I do that? Because I don't know if you know this, Drake. But I'm sleeping at night. I'm sleeping at night. So how do I meditate on the Word of God at night? Mm. 
Turns out we're not sleeping so good at night. Turns out we're not sleeping so good at night. Turns out. Did you know the average in 1940, the average person got 10 hours of sleep per night. Now the average person gets between 4 and 6. The average person gets between 4 and 6. 80, I'm not good at math. 80 years ago, it was 10. 10 to 12. And so I wasn't sleeping good at night. And I just know this for myself, Kat. I know this for myself. I know that I will sleep worst when... During the day, I'm least in the Word of God. I will sleep worse in the, when the, and during that day. I least sleep in the Word of God. And so this year, I decided I was going to do something. I decided that I was going to get, uh, uh, I was going to read the Bible every single day this year and not miss. That was like my goal coming into 2021. I was like, I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to miss. And so I've done good. And if I do miss, I was like, I don't want to miss two days in a row. So um, that was my little goal. And so I've done pretty good. And I've slept a lot better. I really have. I slept a lot better better that and uh, I bought a nectar mattress so that that always helps so if you're not sleeping good read the bible that's free it just costs you time and if that doesn't work go to Tempur-Pedic all right go to nectar buy your new mattress I don't know maybe that'll help but not only that when we are reading the word of God how how do we how does God speak to us from the word of God I mean is it like this do I just when I go home do I just take my bible and open that little puppy up and I say come on God come Convince Lord Jesus. Come on, Lord. Speak to me today. Baby, speak to me today. Come on, come on, come on. All right. Boom. And I open the Bible. Oh, my goodness. I'm in Matthew. All right. I'm in Matthew. And it says this. The disciples are gathered on one accord. Jesus, I, I knew it. I, I was like, you signed the Bible, right? Yeah, calm down. I knew it, Jesus. I've been wanting that car this whole time. I'm going to buy a Honda Accord tomorrow. I'm going to the dealership, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign it up. Is that how God speaks? I mean, do we open the Bible when we open the Old Testament, and we like turn to the Old Testament, and we look, and, and we, oh, we're in 1 Kings, and it says right here, God is the God of the hills and valleys. Oh, uh, Let's see where I can go with that. Um, um, I'm going to buy a home in Vestavia Hills. Thank you, God. I just knew you wanted me. I, just, I, I knew you wanted me to buy a home in Vestavia Hills because you're the God. Like that's, I, I would say probably not. Okay, that's probably not how God's going to speak. I'll give you this example maybe to help. When I was a young uh, in high school, I, my dad came home from work one morning, and he looked at me and my brother, and he came to me and he says, Dre, I just got off of work. Would you mow the grass today? And I said, no, I have a hundred things to do. I cannot mow the grass today. So he goes to one of my younger brothers and he says, hey, will you mow the grass today? And my younger brother says, yeah, sure, I'll mow the grass today. Well, the day went on and as evening came, guess what I noticed that had not happened? The grass hadn't been mowed. <laughs> you know, and so in that moment, guess what scripture popped up into my head? It's this random parable. It's this random parable that Jesus came and popped right into my head. And here's what the parable says. is this his father came in from work one day, and he looked at his two boys, and he says, Hey, young boy, the oldest son, will you come help me in my vineyard? So the youngest boy said, No, I cannot. I'm busy today, Dad. I'm not going to be able to help you in your vineyard. So he went to the youngest son and said, Will you be able to help me in the vineyard? And the youngest son said, Yes, I will help you in your vineyard. But the dad they had passed, and the youngest son did not go help him in the vineyard. So at the end of the day, the older brother who had said no decided, I guess I will go out and help my dad in the vineyard. So he went out, and he cut, and he worked in the vineyard. And then Jesus telling the story says, now who obeyed the father? 
So I, that story just came to mind. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, not grudgingly, I was like, okay, fine. You know, I'll cut the grass, God. Well, like, what you want me to do? God speaks through his word. He put that on my heart. All right, next way that God speaks, number two, um, if you're taking notes, number two, let me say it like this. Um, this one right here is not from the Bible. It's not like I, I did not find this from the Bible. So I just want to say this. Like this is just my own experience. This is my own this is just my knowledge. This is just for me. It's free information. It's not I, I want to say that it's not biblical. It's just my experience, okay? It's my experience. It's my experience. It's my experience, what I've seen. And so number two, chair, I miss this. Um God will my this, what I think. I think God will speak by giving you peace, okay? I think God will speak to you by giving you peace. You say, Drake, what, what do you mean, giving you peace? The, uh, last year, I really wanted these brand-new golf clubs. And, oh, man, I wanted them so bad because the ones I got, they're old, and they, they, they have, um, like, just lost their powers. They're, they're, I, I love golf, and I love golf. Um, clubs, but these are just not working for me anymore. So I wanted to get some new ones, and I went to the store. I started researching, did all this research, and I went to the store. I went to three different stores, price checked them all, hit them all. I really wanted to get them, but at the end of the year, I had enough money to buy them. I was like, I don't want going into a marriage. I don't want to put our financial, um, I don't want to put a burden on our finances, so I'm just not going to buy them. And so I didn't buy them last year, and this year rolls around, and I've still been researching, and um, I had the money in the bank account, and so uh, golf season spring is coming up. And last week when I went to Birmingham, actually for the marriage conference, when I went up there, I went to two different stores. I went to PGA Superstore and I went to Golf Galaxy. And I walked in the store and I had the money. I, I mean, I was ready to buy them. And I got there and I hit them and I was like, oh, I really want them. But I didn't have peace about buying it. You know, I was like, oh, I, don't have, I didn't have peace with buying it. So I said, you know what, I'm just not, not going to buy it. And you're thinking, Drake, that's not God speaking. That's just you being a tightwad, dude. Like, okay, well, maybe, like, maybe you're what? Right, maybe you're right. Maybe that is, you know, just me just saving money. I don't know. But to give you another example, maybe, um, here, when I came here, I had a church that, that before this I had spoken at and offered me a job. And everybody around said, Drake, you should take that job. You should take that church. And, um, I, 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 I didn't have peace about it, and, and, I, and I didn't take it. And then when y'all called, um, I'll never forget, Mr. John Kinch called me. I was like, hey, who's this? I'm like, this is Drake. Is this okay, good? And he called, and instantly, I had peace about it, instantly. And we came here and met everybody, and then Kat had instant peace about it. Like, hey, this is where you should go. God, many times God will speak, like, he will give you a peace, like, spirit. I think, I think. It's not biblical. Okay, next one. This chair, how will God speak to you? So we got rooted in God's word. Do you have peace about it? Thirdly is this. What, like, like uh, let me say it like this. Plans, okay, plans, plans. What do you mean? What I mean basically is that you should have your yes on the table. Um, Griff, he's like, um, Griff's like, y'all don't know this about Griff. He's like, I need some pat, I need some scripture to back that up, Drake. Where are you going with it? I need, I want the Bible. Give me some Bible. So here, here it goes. He's like, Drake, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to throw something at you right now. Um, I'll say maybe Jeremiah 29, 11. I'd probably go there for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, give you future hope. Okay. And then I'll probably go, oh, I was, I was expecting like, you know, everybody say, okay. I'll probably go Proverbs 16, 9 next. It says, um, man makes his own plans, but the Lord guides his steps. And then after that, I'd probably go to 
um, Proverbs Proverbs 69 and then Proverbs 19.21, and that says, Man makes his own plans, but the Lord's purpose prevails. Plans. So here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. Is that I think a lot of times we should have our yes on the table because here's what happens. Here's what happens. We want God, we want God to take his stamp of approval and stamp our paper, right? And what I'm saying is, I think that we should do the same. And here, I'll give you an example. Many times, we want to say, okay, God, I want to live here. I want to marry this. I want to make this much money annually. That's before taxes. And then after taxes, I want to make this much. So thank you. Can you make that happen? Um, I, when I get married and have kids, I want my kids to act this way. I want them to be, I want two boys and one girl. I would like also that they marry well. I want them to live beside me. I don't want them to move off. I would like also that you give me a safe, comfortable life. Do not make me have go through any trials. Let my parents die at an old age. I also hope that... And, and it's not bad having a plan for your life. Please hear me. It is not bad having a plan for your life. But when your plan and God's purpose intertwine, we need to have our yes on the table. And many times we make our plans and then we just slide it down the table and we're like, God, can you sign this for me? Can you bless this for me? Uh, here you go. Right? I mean, one amen? I don't see that happening, Drake. That. Can you sign this? Will you please? COVID-19, um, let's mark that out. <laughs> and many times we'll try to get God to sign our paper. But what I'm suggesting today is that we, we stamp the paper. And what do we stamp it with? We stamp it with yes. And we just tell God, whatever your plans are, they are good for me. I'm saying yes. And then let God take his pen and let him just write our story. Let him write our story. Because our, our yes is on the table. I'll give you one example. Um, I talked about golf. Uh, I think this may be this example. Um, I wanted to be a professional golfer like my whole life, and I always had it figured out that I was going to be a professional golfer. So I practiced every day. Like, if you were to ask me when I was in high school, what do you want to be, Drake? My mom actually did ask me this. And I was like, a professional golfer? She's like, yeah, get a clue, get a real plan. And so, I mean, I had it figured out. I was going to have John 3.16 on my golf bag. <laughs> I was going to have like the Christian shirt. I mean, I was going to, wherever I traveled to, I was going to speak at that church on that Sunday. I mean, I had it all figured out. And I would go into these golf tournaments and I would stink it up. I would shoot so bad. And then I would be like, God, come on, man. Like, what's going on? Like, I have this plan. I'm a professional golfer. I'm going to give you glory. I have purpose. I mean, John 3 16 on the back, the shirt. I'll do whatever. You know, I'll be like the Tim Tebow of golf if you allow that. You know, I'm just trying. And, and I'm shooting like, why am I shooting this bad in terms? I remember one time I ate Taco Bell before a tournament. I played the first nine holes. I mean, like, what in the world's going on? And I would ask God, and, he, and I think this is just God's general way of saying, like, um, hello, Drake, do you not know that, like, if you're any decent at golf, you'll actually be playing on Sundays? Just an idea? Um, that's not my purpose for your life, Drake. That's not my plan for your life, Drake. I have different plans for you, bigger and better plans for you. I mean, that's not your lane. Golfing is great for the people that I've called. Not called you to do that. It was a wake up call for me. God's plans. Next, what I would say. Let me say it a different way. Let me say this. Is, 
Um, what opportunity has God put in front of your face? Has God, what doors has God opened? What doors has God closed? Because many times God will speak through the opportunities that he's given you. Plans, all right? Plans, all right? Yes on the table. And so this seat right here, I will call this seat, um, um, how's God speak? God speaks through um, people. Have you heard that before? God speaks to people. God uses people. God speaks to people. I'll, I'll say it like this. Um, run it by your small group. That would be my fourth chair. I'd say this. Run it by your small group. Run it by your small group. Drake, what do I mean? Well, you may think, well, first, I need to get a small group before I can run it by my small group. Well, we're working on that as a church, just collectively. We are working on, on making everybody a small group. But run it by those people that like you do life with. Run it by, um, and if you don't have those, just wait. We'll, we're going we're gonna to create that. But um, you say, I, I think God speaks through people. And if, and, and if Griff asks, well, can you prove that biblically? I would say, um, I would, I'd probably go look at the prophets and how every time God would just um, speak to them through Israel. I mean, the prophets would say, thus saith the Lord. I would say, look at the whole Bible. I mean, it was given through people that wrote it. But it, yet it's the word of God. God uses people. And so I... Um, I remember for me, the first time I ever spoke in high school, a dude by the name of Luke Martin came up to me and he said, Drake, you are so, like, wow, wow. He looked at me and said, have you ever considered being a preacher? I said, and I kind of had at the time. I was like, oh, you know, I played it off. I, I mean, I always knew that I wanted, was called a ministry, but I just played it off. So, yeah, maybe I'd give it some thought. He said, dude, you really should give it some thought, man. Like, this is your first time to speak that I've ever heard you, and you're already better than all of us. And he pointed out all his youth minister friends. And one dude's face turned red. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. He's like, you should really consider being a preacher. God used that and sparked that in my life. I'll give this another example. Cat. Um, and uh, this girl named Anna and a girl named Miss Whitney. She's probably watching right now. Um, Miss Whitney Warren. They were all in a small group. And this girl named Anna Carraway, Anna said, Drake, um, I think my spiritual, well, she wasn't talking to me. She was uh, talking to Whitney Cat and uh, Whitney Cat and then it was Anna. They were all in a little small group. And she looked at her small group and she looked at both of them and she said, I think my spiritual gift is wisdom. And I think God is calling me. She was the senior going into college. Um, senior in high school going into college. She said, and I think that God is calling me to be a lawyer. And gracefully and gently, Kat said, I don't think so. I'd pray about that. I would pray about that. Um, I, I don't see you be, I, I don't know that that suits your, who, and then Miss Whitney, gently and gracefully said, I agree with Kat. And then Kat said, but you would be an amazing nurse. And then Anna's eyes lit up. You, you're exactly right. I'm kind with people. I love people. I'm a loving person. I think that like God's given me wisdom, yes, to get through nursing school, but also a heart for it. I think that is exactly right. That really is my calling because Anna was struggling. Like, what, like I'm going into college. What to do? What to do? What to do? What to do? And I called Anna. I was like, is it okay that I share this story? She said, absolutely. And she helped me with some of the details. And she said, today, I want to tell you, to this, like, this semester, I'm graduating from nursing school in Mississippi. College. She's graduating from motion school at Mississippi College. Awesome, huh? Awesome. Last seat is this. God speaks to people, but God speaks specifically to you. God speaks specifically. God speaks specifically to you. So what do I mean by that? Um, 
God speaks specifically to you. If you ask me to prove it biblically, I would say probably look at Aaron. I mean, look at Abram. God told Abram, I want you to move to a foreign land. I want you to go make you descendants of many nations. Look at Moses. Hey, at the burning bush, go free my people. Look at Noah. Hey, build an ark. We got a flood coming. Even go to the New Testament. Look at Paul. Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? God speaks specifically to us, going all the way back to the story I told at first with the golfing. You know, as I was um, with the grass cutting, with my dad cutting grass, you know, as I was cutting that grass, I was cutting, I was going around and around and around my yard. And God spoke to me. I say God spoke to me. He, uh, I felt God was leading me. I felt God was leading me in the direction um, that he was wanting me to cut my neighbor's yard. My neighbor's about 75 years old at the time. And I've cut my yard my whole life, and he never laid that on my heart now. But I'm like, okay, God. And I cut my neighbor's grass. You say, Drake, how did you know that God was speaking specifically to you at that point? And I would tell you then, I don't know. I just knew. I don't know. I just knew. I can't explain it. I just knew. That's like, I don't know what else to say. Five chairs. So what are they? Rooted in God's Word. Rooted in God's Word. Do you have peace about it? This is my own. This is my own guideline. I don't know. Um, but take it or leave it. Um, this one plan. We want to have our yes on the table. This one we want to run it by our small group. What What do you say about it? What do you say? Does this sound like a good idea? Mr. Donnie, does this sound like a good idea? Miss Melanie, does this sound like a good idea? Blah, 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 blah. What do y'all think? Not everybody. Just a small group. Run it by them. See what they think. God speaks through people. And then lastly, like God will speak specifically to you in your life. Like, hey, I'll give you this recent one. My aunt, she called me um, two days ago, and she said, actually it was three days ago, I think three or four days ago, I was in my office, and she said, hey, my uncle is really, really, really sick. Will you pray for them? And God said, I don't want you to pray here. I want you to go up. I want you to come right down here. I want you to pray for him here. I couldn't get off my chest. So I run the stairs, come, I pray right there. God will speak specifically. And lastly, it's four tips. Four tips. So I'm ending... Um, Four tips. If you have the um, music, you can just turn it. It may not work. I don't know. Um, four tips that I have. Let me l- close with this. Tip number one. Tip number one. These are guidelines that I have for my life. Um, tip number one is this. I would say um, God will, and this is guidelines for me, okay? So um, this is guidelines for me. God will never speak specifically to you and it go against his word. God will never speak specifically to you and go against this word. Guideline number two, tip number two, would be this. Um, this is just guidelines for me, okay? I want to be very specific with the language I use. I want to be very specific. I never want to say this, Miss Tamara. I never want to say this. I want to be very specific. I never want to say, God told me to tell you. God spoke to me, and now I want to share this with you. I, I want to be very specific. Like, if I hear somebody say that or, like, a preacher say that, I'm like, uh, did he, though? I want to say, um, be very specific. I want to be humble and say, I, I, I think God is leading me in this way. Or I feel the Holy Spirit stirring this up in me, I believe. Or uh, I, 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 I have impressed in my spirit that God is leading me so-and-so. It's more helpful than saying, God spoke to me, in, in my opinion. So that's number two. I want to be very specific with my language. Number one, um, um, I, 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 God will never speak different than his word. Number three would be this. I want to talk more to God than I talk about God. I want to talk more to God 
then I talk about God. And that's very hard for me as a preacher because I talk about God. Blah, 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 blah. But I want to talk to God more. I want to talk to God more than I sing about him. Then I talk. I want to talk to God more. That's for me. Number four, and lastly, I never want to leave God on voicemail. I never want to leave God on voicemail. And I'll end with this story. My best friend in the whole wide world, one of them, his name is not Willie, his name is Will Jackson. And this dude is hilarious. Like He actually, one time, he was in class, and he had heartburn, and he, so he took chalk off the chalkboard, and he ate it. <laughs> he thought it would help his chalkboard burn, and then like, gah, 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 and he just looks at his mouth, and there's just chalk just like, like oozing out of his mouth. It's like, oh, that's disgusting, Will. This is awful. And so Will Jackson, one time, we was, in, it, we was um, at a youth camp retreat, and there's this, he gets this random call uh, on a cell phone. Bling, 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 bling. That was back when you, we had those phones. I'm just asking your parents. Bling, 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 bling. And so he, he gets his phone, and he swipes right, declines it. And then another phone call comes, and Will declines it. And another phone call comes. Three phone calls comes, and he declines them all. And we finish listening to Mr. Jeremy. Jeremy Knowles. He, uh, Jeremy uh, Burnham, actually. He gets through speaking. And we go into our small groups, and Will looks at our entire small groups, and he says, do you know how I got that phone call, Drake? I said, yeah, I heard you. I was sitting right beside him. He said it was an unknown number. And every single time I put it on a decline, I just put it on a decline, put it on a decline, put it on a decline. Now I got to pray in at the end of the service. And I felt God was leading me, speaking to me, that, hey, I've been calling, and you've been putting me on voicemail. You've been declining my calls. You've been putting me on voicemail. So my tip number four would be this, simply to say, when God does talk, when he does call, please don't put him on voicemail. Listen and act. Listen and act. I never want to pick up the phone and say, uh, I'll call back later. I want to be intentional. I want to listen. So my guidelines, those are for me. I want to talk to God when I talk about him. I never want to leave God on voicemail. He will never speak to me against his word. And um, the other one, I want to be very specific in my language. Rooted in God. Uh, does he, do I have peace? All right. I want my yes on the table. Number four, I want to run it by my small group. Five, God will speak specifically to me. And when he does, I never want to say, hey, God, hold up a second. I'm cutting this grass. I don't want to go cut his grass. Now, I, want to, I want to listen. I want to listen in those moments. I want to listen in those moments. God, thank you for letting us be here today. God, we love you. We love you. Please teach us to hear your voice more and more every day. In your name I pray, amen and amen.